Hey friends, welcome back to another bonus episode. Today I've got another follow-up conversation for you with Alita Contreras from back in episode 87. Alita is a Colombian rock climber, climbing coach, and a translator. She has translated many climbing books and training books into Spanish. And Alita is also the first Colombian woman to climb 513C and 513D, and now as of very recently, 514A. In our first conversation back in episode 87, she was projecting her first 514, feeling like she was getting close. We talked all about that in that conversation. And a little over a month ago, she sent it, and I got a chance to sit down and talk with her and hear all about it in this follow-up conversation. So I'm going to give you guys a free teaser of the conversation, about 15 minutes or so of the conversation. The full episode is about an hour long, and we talked about mental training. Alita thinks that her mental strength is one of her greatest strengths in climbing, and that's something she focuses on in her coaching, and she had some interesting things to say about that. And since our last conversation, she also has been working with Lattice Training and has been getting her own coaching through Lattice, and she credits that as a huge part of what helped her send Ferrari, which is her first 514A. So we talked a lot about that. We talked about what was different training with Lattice than how she's trained herself in the past, and it was super interesting. She talked about getting assessed by her coach at Lattice and discovering that she had different strengths and weaknesses than she had thought. And we talked a lot about how she worked on building foot tension and getting better at keeping her foot on when moonboarding and doing hard moves and things like that. Um, it was a combination of some strength training and some drills and technical skills and stuff on the wall. So we talked all about that in the conversation and we talked all about projecting her route and what it felt like to send and what's next for Alita and a lot more. So that's what you guys can expect from the full conversation. You can get access to the full version right now if you sign up for Patreon. Patreon.com slash The Nugget Climbing. There's a link right there in your podcast app. If you sign up for $5 per month, you'll get access to more than three dozen follow-ups that I've already had on the podcast and a bunch of other perks. You can learn all about it at Patreon.com and you can cancel at any time, no questions asked. All right, without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this free teaser with Alita Contreras. I am in the kitchen. <laughs> it's not the most beautiful place of my house, but <laughs> <laughs> the connection is better here. Yeah, it seems to be better. That's my dog saying hi. Oh, how is Alegria? I wanted to start off by asking about, about your dog. Yeah, she's fine. Um... As I told you the first time, um, she has a disease that can be controlled but not healed. So, yeah, she's fine, but sometimes she has her scissors and some other problems because of the disease. But, but she's, in general terms, she's very good. Good. I'm so glad to hear that. That's great. Yeah. Thank you. It's good to see you again. How are you? How you been? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm in Colombia now, still. I mean, because I'm going to go to Mexico next month. I was invited to a female climbing festival in Mexico. So I'm going to go for a month to climb in Mexico. I was invited uh, by one of my sponsors, Monkey Hands. 
they are Mexicans and they are sponsoring the, the event. So they told me to go there and to give kind of a climbing clinic about mental training. Okay. And I am preferring the chance to stay there for a month because the festival is only for a couple of days. But I said, like, okay, I'm going to Mexico then. I'm going to stay longer so I can climb there. And yeah, I'm super excited about it. That's awesome. I man. really like Mexico. Have you been there? No, I haven't. I haven't. Um, oh, you have to go. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. So many places to go. Um, the list just keeps getting longer. And life seems <laughs> to be moving by quicker. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I'd love to go one of these days. What do you think you will talk about at the mental training clinic? Yeah, well, the thing is that I don't know if I have told you that, if I told you that, um, in the last episode, but I have always thought that my best skill is my is my uh, is, is my mental strength. I am not a very very talented climber. I mean, physically, I'm not very strong or anything. I have seen so many people who are really so talented, but I think that my talent is my my head. And I'm not only talking about the fact that I really can manage very well the falls when I climb, I can really be concentrated, not think of it. But I think I am also a disciplined person and a very, a very focused person. And that's part of the mental game when you are a climber. So I'm going to talk about all of that a little bit. I mean, all the time when people think of mental training for climbers they only think about how to fall or how not to be not not to be scared when they climb or something that's a part of it but also how to manage the anxiety when you are projecting something mm. also how to manage um, the lack of motivation how to manage the discipline to keep training and going for something i think i'm going to talk a little bit about all those aspects yeah Awesome. Well, uh, well, maybe you can give us a teaser. What's that? What do you say? I'm sorry? No, I, that I think that um, when when they invited me to go to that fest to that festival and talk about something, I thought, okay, I know some things about training because I am also a climbing coach. But I think my biggest gift could be that part, mm -hmm. the mental training, because many climbers focus a lot on physical training you know i think we climbers are super motivated and super um addicted to climb a lot and we have no problems with doing a lot of pull-ups or ups or whatever to get stronger but how many climbers do how many climbers dedicate 15 minutes a day to to the mental part mm. no i don't i don't know many of them to that you know yeah people can train for three hours or be people can be three hours at the climbing gym and climb like crazy but when you tell them like could you do i don't know 15 minutes uh, i don't know meditation or whatever they don't want to or they think that's too boring or whatever and that's even more important i think than the physical part at least for me i think yeah <laughs> I agree with you. I, th I think the reason 
it's so difficult to get people to buy into mental training is because it's just less objective, right? Like if you can't pull yourself through a move or you can't hold on to a hold or you can't, you don't have the technique to do a really tricky move, then it's very obvious. Like I can't do this. I need to spend more time doing this thing to get better at it so that I can, so that I can do it and, and do this move on my climb or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, but with mental training, it's less obvious what the problem is that needs to be addressed and what the limitation is. Um, and it's also a lot less obvious how to fix it. And it's a lot, a lot less obvious that it's working, you know, that, that it's time, uh, well spent. So I'm actually really curious with what you just said, like what might your daily mental practice or training look like if you have a daily practice or for someone who struggles with this, that you work with, what are some of the things that you start with that you try to get people to spend more time doing? Yeah, the thing is that they don't have to be like big things, you know, small things can do a difference. For example, for me, it's very important or it has it has become very important. Every time I start my training, I start with the same song. I think you already know the song. We have already talked about <laughs> that song. Yeah. Um, this song puts me like in the motivation mood. It's like... Yeah, in the training mode. So for me, it's very important to listen to that song every single day before I start my training. Because it's like, okay, now it's the moment to be focused, to be concentrated. Now it's my training time. I'm going to give it my 100% everything. That's something that I do all the time. I also have a mantra for self... uh, um, Oh, I forgot the word. Um, It gives self-trust. Yeah. Um, I listen to it not every day because it's about 25 minutes a mantra and sometimes when I arrived very late at night I'm super tired and I don't do it but I try to do it a couple of times a week and I always listen to it I don't know before going for my project or if if I have a competition or something like to listen to that mantra and sing it Um, what else Uh, for example I like I don't. I also don't do it every day, but I also have kind of a climbing diary, and I write in this diary like how I feel. Some, especially when I have no motivation, I write like why what is happening, why am I feeling this way, what can I do to improve it, or whatever. So these are the three things that I do the most, and but also visualization mm. yeah like when i have a project or something and i know we are going to talk later about already the my project yeah um but yeah for example i couldn't try that project for about six months because of the weather and i try to to visualize the the route almost every single night mm. and to think of it uh, to have the feeling of how yeah, to, to, to remember how does it feel to climb the route and the sensations and everything. Yeah. So I, I am very disciplined also with the mental part. And I think it helps me a lot. Mm. Yeah, I think those are the things that I do. <laughs> I want to dive into Ferrari, of course, but I have to ask one question about what you just talked about. The the mantra, mantra. Um, usually when I hear that word, I think of sitting and repeating a word or a phrase to yourself in your head, you know, um, like, I don't know, I am a confident climber. I am a confident climber. That's just a random example that I just made up. But 
What do you mean when you say that you listen to it? It's like 20 or 25 minutes and you listen to it a few times a week. Yeah, there are, because the mantras are kind of songs that are written in, I don't know the name of this language in English, in Spanish is Sanskrito. I don't know the name of it in English. Um, yeah, those are kind of combinations of sounds that make that something is it, it, it has it has even been scientifically proved that uh, each mantra can like awake uh, something chemical in your brain and mm. then starts like um, activating something. And there are mantras for many things. Like there is there are mantras for self confidence. So when you repeat like um, this sequence of sounds or sequence of words um thinking them then then some parts some parts of your brain are activated and then help you with that that you wanted to achieve there are also mantras that can change energies for example i also have a mantra for alegria i i <laughs> i have a mantra to ask for her help health mm. so yeah those are there are kind of songs and as I said, they have like each song has a purpose and they have been made in that way that this combination of sounds activate something energetically or in your brain or whatever. Yeah. Where do you find these? Um, I am not really part of any religion. I, I do believe in God, but I'm not, I cannot say like I am Catholic or something, but I have always liked um something from the buddhism and i used to go to a um, let's say a church or something of buddhism to meditate to learn how to meditate or to, because i always i was always interested in meditation and mantras are a kind of a meditation but repeating words uh, or repeating sounds um in that buddhist uh, school i found the the mantras because it is as i said it's a type of meditation okay yeah and i love singing i don't know if i told you once that i used to sing opera yeah when I was younger. <laughs> yeah i remember that and yeah yeah i don't do it anymore but i really love singing i'm singing all the time and that was perfect for me because i was looking for a type of meditation that it was like meditating but singing it was perfect and there are some mantras that are so beautiful that yeah I have a playlist of mantras. Are these CDs or records or how are you, how are you playing them? Um, uh, I look for them in YouTube and then I download the, the ones that I like and I have them in my cell phone and then I listen to them every time I need, I need them. Okay. Maybe um, if you can find that, you said you found them on YouTube and you downloaded them on your phone? Maybe you can send mm -hmm. me some of your favorites and we can just share them for people to check them out. I love that. <laughs> I I'm, I'm really curious. Yeah. Everyone. Okay. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Perfect. That's so interesting. Yeah. Um, of course I would. <laughs> okay. Well, um, it's really good to be having this conversation because we're having this conversation because you sent your projects. Last time we talked all about... Um, your current climbing and your goals and projecting this 514 called Ferrari in Colombia. And I think 
Oh, actually, I know. I just listened to it again this morning. You'd been trying it for like two months. You did all the moves the first day. You thought you could do it. And you were kind of thinking like another month or two of projecting it, you'd be able to do it. And that was last mm-hmm. August, I think, that we had that conversation and you finished it in May. So it sounds like it took a lot more work than than maybe you had planned or maybe maybe you just had, um, you just mentioned that you had six months off due to weather. Um, but yeah, exactly. congratulations, firstly. Um, Thank you. I was so excited when I saw that pop up on Instagram that you had sent that yeah, thing. I know it would be, that's why I sent you the, the post that I did because <laughs> yeah. I really wanted to share it with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, as you said, the thing is, uh, um, in November, I was very close to send it. But I think I told you too that the thing is that in that climbing area, you cannot climb like between November and March because it's super hot. So it was it was super frustrating because I, I knew that I was very close. But every time I went there, it was worse. And at the end, I was really not enjoying it anymore. It was super hot. It was super uncomfortable for me and for the B layer. He was all the time like, really, are you going to try it again? <laughs> it's too hot. And I was like, yeah, yeah, because I'm very close. But the last time that I did it, I almost had an accident because it was so, so, so hot that the, the holes were super humid. Mm. And I... I sl- slipped on one of them and I had a very bad fall and I al- almost hit my head when I fell. So it was like kind of a sign. I was like, okay, it's too hot now. I'm not going to try it anymore. The r- route is going to be here in six months, so I can't wait. And yeah, it was hard, but I, I stopped trying it. But I just continued training a lot for for this route and in these five months six months um happened something that is super cool and it is that i started being an ambassador for lattice training yeah so they assessed me with my training and that helped a lot too so yeah they i'm training with one of their coaches whose name is rafael he's half colombian half, half britain and yeah, the, he he was a very important part of that process. Um, he did a training, he planned a training plan for me that was perfect for sending Ferrari. So when I went back in April, and yeah, I think I went back the last week of April, and three weeks later, I could I could do the I could send it. Wow! Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I I want to hear all about that because I, I think it's. It's just such a fascinating thing that really knowledgeable, really accomplished coaches like yourself still need coaches very often, you know, like you would think that you'd be able to coach yourself and have the same results, but it's just, we all have blind spots. It's really hard to see objectively like what we're missing, what we need, um, Mm -hmm. and just handing it over to to a different person to coach us is, is often so helpful. Yeah, and I actually had a couple of questions from a, a listener from Adam about that exact thing. And Adam wanted to know how was training with Lattice different compared to what you had been doing on your own? Yeah, um, well, I think the first thing is that, as you said, I am going to. Hey, 
Hey friends, I hope you enjoyed that free teaser. Once again, the full version of this conversation is a little bit over an hour. We talked a lot about her training with Lattice, what she actually did and how it made a difference when she got back on the route. We talked about the process of projecting and some of the mindset work that Alita did when she was getting close and feeling frustrated with the climb, what it felt like to send, and what's next for her, and a lot more. So if you enjoyed the teaser, I hope you'll check it out. You can get access to it right now by signing up for Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash thenuggetclimbing. There's a link right there in your podcast app if you scroll down. You can sign up for $5 per month to get access to every single follow-up that I've ever put out. You'll also get ad-free episodes. You can skip the ads in the normal podcast. You can submit questions for upcoming guests. And most importantly, it's a huge help to me, and it's a great way to support the Nugget Climbing Podcast. I really appreciate you guys helping out, and I couldn't do it without you. And it's not a big commitment. You can try it out for a while, and you can cancel at any time no questions asked. So once again, I hope you'll check it out. Head over to patreon.com slash the nugget climbing. Check out the perks, learn more, reach out if you have any questions whatsoever. And thank you guys for your support and for listening. And we'll see you next time. Like we do it.